Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by your local Hawaii Nissan dealers and HMAA. This is Hawaii News Now. First at four. And first at four, Maui community members are divided on whether they want another elected board to make decisions about the rebuilding of Lahaina. State officials from Oahu flew to West Maui to hear from residents today. Our Chelsea Davis joins us live from Napili to tell us more. Chelsea. Yeah, Mark Ash, the community conversation was held right here at Napili Noho, also known as Napili Park. And it was so that community members could learn more about Senate Bill 3381. Now, dozens of community members came out here to the park today to learn more and to voice their concerns and voice their praises for it. They had two sessions, one in the morning and a second one this afternoon. SB 3381 would establish the Lele Community District under the Hawaii Community Development Authority also known as HCDA, which is under the state. This bill would establish a nine-person community board elected from residents who live in the district, and it would give that board the authority to make decisions about Lahaina. What this does is to really put the rebuilding of this community in a elected board. This is really um, local governance, um, kind of like grassroots governance, and sort of the best parts of uh, a, a democracy. SB 3381 was introduced by members of the Hawaii State Senate in response to a visit to Lahaina and hearing comments from the community requesting a rebuild plan that is led by the Lahaina community. Now, in order for the conversation to continue, community members must ask for a hearing to be scheduled by Monday. Now, coming up tonight at 5 o'clock, hear from those community members why some are for it and why others, like Lahaina Strong, are against it. Reporting live in Napili, Chelsea Davis, Hawaii News Now. Thank you very much, Chelsea. Governor Josh Green is disbanding the controversial working group which he formed to address the state housing crisis. In his fifth emergency proclamation on housing, the governor is taking a longer-term approach. The Building Beyond Barriers group ended up being tied up in controversy over fears environmental laws would be ignored. The group's role is being taken over by the State Housing Finance and Development Corporation. They are looking for projects with 60% of units priced for working families. In exchange, they'll be getting these fee waivers for park dedication, for sewer fees. Um, so it makes projects, you know, more financially feasible for the developers. As an optimist, I'm very hopeful. But as a realist, I just know that there's layers of bureaucracy and there's all sorts of details. Projects still have to follow environmental and preservation laws, but with county permission, they might be able to build in places like shopping centers where housing hasn't been permitted. Honolulu police continue to investigate a deadly stabbing at an after-hours club on Makaloa Street near Moku. Police arrested Kaleo Kalani Yamada earlier this week. Today, authorities said he was released pending investigation in the stabbing case, but remains in custody after being arrested on a no-bail warrant for parole violation. Well, work is now underway to remove a boat that ran aground in Kihei early last month. The former Navy torpedo boat called Chaparral broke loose from its mooring during a storm. 
Today, crews were spotted on scene. We've reached out to DLNR for more details on what work was completed and are awaiting a response. Also on Maui, ocean researchers are monitoring a humpback whale calf that was likely hit by a vessel just off Ma'alaya Bay. They say the calf, which is estimated to be 34 days old and nearly 17 feet long, may be suffering from blunt force injuries and is having to rely on its mother to swim. The calf and its mother are currently stationary a few hundred yards off Ma'alaya Harbor. Mariners are urged to keep their distance from the pair and to exercise caution and safe speeds during peak whale season. Well, it's weather now. Let's head on out to the North Shore. Oh, nice ride just finished up right there. Sure has been quiet and beautiful start the day, to the day. And now we are waiting on some rain later tonight. Let's check in with Jennifer Robbins. How's it, Jen? Mark, becoming more active on our first alert radar. Right now, we're seeing some heavy pockets of rain offshore. We've been talking about this throughout the week. It's nothing major, but we will be seeing periods of rain into the night through tomorrow morning, and then things will clear out. This is directing the rain our way. You see the cane front, the tail end of one, and that's why it's pushing this moisture our way. We have another low pressure system off in the distance that's going to pull to the north. This area of high pressure is going to build in. We continue to see some gusts winds and the winds will get gustier tomorrow. More reds on the map there. A small craft advisory now encompassing most of the islands. We will be seeing that at least through Sunday and Monday and those winds will continue to be strong into next week. I'll take a deeper look at your first alert weekend forecast coming up shortly. Thank you, Jen. President Biden announced more than 500 new sanctions against Russia for the death of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. This comes as the world prepares to mark the second anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Alice Barr has the details. Mark and Ashley, President Biden announcing these new sanctions while at the same time pressing House Republicans to agree to more military aid for Ukraine, something many analysts say would be a more powerful tool against Russia. As Ukraine marks two years of war on Saturday and Russian dissidents mourn the death of top Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny, President Biden announcing more than 500 new sanctions aimed at holding an emboldened Russian President Vladimir Putin accountable. America stands up for freedom. We never bow to anyone, particularly Putin. The largest single package of sanctions since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine began targets the Russian finance sector and defense industrial base, along with those connected to Navalny's imprisonment. President Biden met Thursday with Navalny's widow and daughter. His mother alleges Russian authorities will only release his body if she agrees to a secret funeral, as hundreds of Navalny's supporters have already been arrested for honoring his legacy. In Ukraine, the most difficult phase of fighting since the war began, Ukrainian troops starting to lose ground without new shipments of American weapons that House Republicans are holding up in a funding fight on Capitol Hill. The Senate's top Democrat leading a group of senators in Ukraine today trying to offer reassurance that the U.S. will not walk away from its promised support to an ally fighting for freedom. You are helping us to save democracy. Not only in Ukraine, of course, fight for democracy and freedom in the world. We are passionate about believing in you. 
Ukrainian troops asking for bullets, not beliefs, writing in one frontline town, we are not asking for too much. We just need artillery shells and aviation. The rest we do ourselves. The Russian economy has proved surprisingly resilient against Western sanctions already in place, profiting off of war production and finding new outlets for its oil exports in China and India, raising questions about how effective these new sanctions will be. In Washington, Alice Barr, Hawaii News Now. Hawaiian Airlines welcomes its first 787 Dreamliner. Casey Lund shows us all the features ahead on First at Four. How's it, Howard? Hey, more growth, more hiring, but not a lot of either. I'll have the new UH forecast for Hawaii's economy. The Dow rose another 90 points today. The S&P hit a new record. You're getting your news first at four, and we'll all be right back. Before we go to break, let's take a look at traffic right now. Jonathan has the afternoon off. The Aloha Friday Drive, H1 and Vineyard, uh, building up into town after the Middle Street merge, but it seems to be just the usual slow and go. Clears up after Punahou, Everbound, you're moving to Moanalua. No major accidents on our radar, but we do see some rain. More news around the corner. This is Hawaii News Now. First, Hawaiian Bank plans to open a new branch at the Lahaina Cannery Mall. Employees from the former Lahaina branch destroyed in the fire will work at the new location. And the bank is working on construction plans and anticipates opening later this year. A new UH economic forecast foresees modest improvement this year, but with the emphasis on modest. Howard Dykus joins us with the highlights. How's it, Howard? Hi, guys. You hero, the UH Economic Research Organization says U.S. growth this year is expected to be anemic, 2%, and Hawaii, only 1.5. The UH team expects low unemployment, 2.7% statewide, although higher, 5% on Maui, but even less hiring, not even 1%, and that mostly in construction. On the tourism front, the forecast is for a few more visitors spending a little less money, at least after accounting for inflation. Realtors, bankers, and their customers will want to know that UH thinks interest rates won't be cut until maybe May. To end on an optimistic note, if you were still fearful of recession, Uhiro sees a soft landing while not yet in the bag, now seems very likely. Airline competition can be a rough and tumble business. Hawaiian announced service to Salt Lake City, ending a Delta monopoly, and Delta then announced Boston Honolulu, ending a Hawaiian monopoly. Delta launched Atlanta to SeaTac, and now Alaska is launching Portland to Alaska. Also, United Airlines today joined American Airlines in raising its checked bag fees $5. Guys, back to you. Thank you very much, Howard. Now, going back to the Hero report, uh, we've already seen a slight increase in Japanese visitors, some positive momentum at the end of last year. Uh, but does Hero expect that to keep going in 2024? They, they don't expect anything other than slow improvement. And I might add that just a week ago, the guy in charge of marketing Hawaii to Japan himself said he thought it would take two more years to regain all that has been lost from Japan in recent years. All right. Thank you, Howard. Have a good weekend. Well, Hawaiian Airlines is showing off the newest aircraft in its fleet, the Boeing 787 Dreamliner. The first of 12 planes was blessed today at the company's hangar at Honolulu's airport. Casey Lund got an early look. 
Aloha from Daniel K. Inouye International Airport. Check it out, the first 787 Dreamliner from Boeing here at Hawaiian Airlines. We got a sneak peek this morning ahead of the blessing and all the excitement with this new aircraft joining the fleet. There's gonna be 12 of them all together. I wanna say hey to Keola, the flight attendant who showed us around the Lehoku Suites. Uh, we got to check those out earlier this morning, but I wanna show you one other thing that's pretty cool with this aircraft. This is the crew rest area. That is like a motor coach luxury crew rest area, is it not? I'd say so, absolutely. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so Kayla, thank you so much, brother. We're gonna take you up on the flight deck. I wanna introduce you to Charlie Morris, pilot with us. And uh, do you mind if I sit in the captain's absolutely. chair? <laughs> absolutely, Casey, welcome, welcome. Uh, yeah, I wanna ask you what's unique about this aircraft and what sets it aside from uh, the other Boeing aircraft in the fleet? Well, uh, obviously you can see that it's uh, quite the technology here, the latest and greatest in aviation technology. It's also a carbon composite airframe. What does that mean for us? a lower cabin altitude during cruise. And what does that mean for not just the passengers, but the crew as well? That's important. So we feel much more rested after our flight, and that means we are uh, ready to go for the next flight. Uh, we also have a humidity control system, which pumps out way, uh, much more humidity than other aircraft. So yeah. overall, it's just a, a better working environment for us. Yeah, and again, that crew rest, that's kind of uh, next level, right? It's very nice, <laughs> very Gucci. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> very yeah. Gucci, I love it. Yeah. I want to ask you, Charlie, uh, a little bit about the, uh, the range and the fuel efficiency with the 787. Yeah, so so far with the Hawaiian Airlines fleet, this is the most efficient and most long-range airplane we've ever uh, operated. So we're talking in excess of 8,000 miles. What does that mean? Way past uh, Eastern Europe, we can we can reach nonstop if we wanted to. Um, obviously, inaugural service in, uh, on April 15th will be to the West Coast, and uh, we'll see after that. Yeah, so you know we, we've shown folks around today uh, earlier on Sunrise all the cool little features, the things that make this uniquely Hawaiian. The, uh, the design, the dimmer switches, all those cool features that are just from Boeing. But I want to ask you really quickly, what this means to you, being one of the first pilots to operate uh, this aircraft. It's an incredibly humbling experience to be a part of the initial group uh, that assisted in uh, getting this into service. Um, it's been a, a long road, but uh, we're ready to go and, and we're excited to uh, get the show on the road. Okay, and speaking of shows, uh, last, last question, I promise this time. You saw me do the flight simulator. Yep. How did I do? Pretty good, actually. <laughs> absolutely. For a first-timer, <laughs> you're hired. You're yeah, absolutely right. hired. Charlie, thank you so much for all being right. with us. The 787 Dreamliner here on Oahu, one of 12 during the fleet for Hawaiian Airlines. I'll send things back in the studio for now. We should note Casey Lund will not be piloting these aircraft. No comments. <laughs> much more news ahead, but first look at the stories we're working on for the next half hour. Former President Donald Trump and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley prepare to face off in the South Carolina presidential primary. I'm Erica Brown in Washington with how the two presidential hopefuls are making their final pitch to voters. The Ma'ili teen who was shot in the head back in June can now speak, even sing. This as Honolulu police say they've identified a suspect. Eddie Dowd has the update. Well, it's more than six months after the Maui fires, the Senator Brian Schatz weighs in on the ongoing emergency need for housing. How he feels survivors should be helped. It's at 4.30. Stay with us. Jen has your weekend forecast after the break. This podcast is sponsored by your local Hawaii Nissan dealers and HMAA. We're passionate about your health. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah. That's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.